Hello, Fight Insight fans, viewers, and listeners of the Filipino podcasting machine, Prince D. And with me, as always, the man formerly known as Timbo Slice Timmy B. Before we start, please take a moment to subscribe to us on YouTube and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to support the show, check out MiddaySquares.com. Use code FIGHTINSIGHT15 to save 15%. On today's episode, we talk to one of the most recognizable KPKFC fighters on the planet, break down Smith versus Rock, talk about Jorge, and a whole lot more. Tim, hit it! All right, our guest today used to just be a sweetheart, but after four incredible bare knuckle performances, including two fight of the nights and one fight of the year, she's now the BKFC sweetheart, a mixed martial artist that made the jump to BKFC after going four and two in her pro MMA career. She's now a staple in bare knuckle fighting and is one of those fighters, just like our buddy Brian Barbarena. Prince, uh, just like a Justin Gaethje, just like a Michael Chandler. When she is on the card, you have to watch because it is guaranteed to be a war. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast from California, Teresa, the BKFC sweetheart, Sagala. You said it. You said it wrong. But it sounded really good. <laughs> oh man, Mom, so we're gonna edit it's this. a SH, a Sharisa. <laughs> oh my goodness. What are the odds of that, Sharisa? It was like she was so pumped. That's what <laughs> I got it. I was, oh man, I'm so sorry. Listen, he was so excited. He was so excited. I'm gonna send you a care package. I am so sorry. I just... you're good. You're good. I in school. Okay, so I have a coach. That like I still don't correct him that I was with forever in MMA and he never says my name right and that's a coach. <laughs> so, yeah, you are okay. <laughs> there was a lady actually. There was a lady I worked with like yes. forever and we called her uh, Marzina. Mm -hmm. Like for like five years, worked with this lady. We all called her Marzina, and then one day she goes, "You know, my name's actually Marjena." And we're like, "What? Why wouldn't you have told us for five years?" So this is the thing, when you are like us with these names that you cannot say because our parents wanted us to be different, which I mean, I love the name. You're so used to it because when we're in school, you know how many teachers they are named wrong and how many times we have to correct people. So it's just yeah. like, eh, you're fine. Listen, <laughs> when you have Filipino parents, man, they love to go to town with the names. Like they go, uh, oh, yeah. they, um, my name was originally going to be Princess, Princess Angel. How do you think I would have got through like elementary school? I'm just so glad I wasn't named Doormat or something. That's that's, oh, that's yeah, that was close. Yeah. That was close. That's okay. his middle name. That's his middle name. <laughs> Teresa, uh, happy birthday! Thank you. Just a couple Thank days you. ago, a couple days yes. ago, your birthday. Happy Congratulations. birthday yes. to you. Oh, happy birthday. Sorry, yeah. you're good. <laughs> I ate lots of cake, it was delicious. Nice. Now, Sharisa, first thing I kind of got to ask you, how has the fan reaction been to you since moving to BKFC? I mean, you've well, been my... a, a huge star since there, right? Oh, yeah. So my fan base grew like exponentially just that jump over. And I think um, for me, I think I've always been passionate about fighting. I, I, this is something I love to do. This is just one of those things like people have hobbies, people have pastimes. I just 
fell into it and I've always loved it. And I think for me, um, especially this last one, because I was seeing how much reaction they were getting. Because I know there was a couple fights that fell out and I know that they knew I was on the card. So I noticed towards the end, they started really pushing that I was on the card and I started yeah. seeing it on my face. And just seeing the comments and the reaction, like it was overwhelming. It like, like in a good way, it was really overwhelming. Like, oh, I'm actually having the kind of impact like I've always dreamed of, but I don't do this for that. I do this because I completely love it. But to see that people can see that is amazing. Because yeah. I mean, it's like people that are in arts, they pour their heart and soul in that, and that canvas, you know, it's sort of this, it's the same thing with us when we're in there. Um, and I mean, overall, people love that I go in there and I just, I, I love the wars. I mean, there's not many people that are in there like, I don't want to get all bloody. I'm like, I do. But, yeah. Okay. But like, I was trying to clean up my face after the last night. I was like, no. He's like, you're the first person who's ever told me do not clean the blood off. I was like, yeah. Well, why do I have my blood? Hold on. You know how some fighters have like iconic poses or like uh -huh. the iconic motion? Like this one has to be yours, right? Yep. yep. I mean, and so for the for the audio listeners, we're showing the picture where you took the blood on your last fight and we're pulling it across your cheek, uh -huh. tongue out, so excited. <laughs> People always think I was licking. I was like, I'm not licking my blood. So um, I know I look really, really light skinned, but my mom's German and um, mm. and British, but my dad's Mexican. My family's from, oh. uh, they're from San Julian, Jalisco. My dad's, for, um, I'd be fourth generation um, American. Oh. He's third. Like, so they're Hispanic and it's like to me it's like uh, Aztec warrior because that's where our family they say that they have they're um, from Aztecs so it's like that as Aztec sort of thing I love my Mexican heritage I always grew up more um more towards that side I was always more towards my dad's side I have a cousin on my mom's side we're a month apart so I'm really close to him but mm, nice, I just nice. always identify more with my Mexican heritage and you wear it like it's war paint like you yes, go in there like real well. it's like you uh -huh. smell it all over like, wow like yeah I love it yeah. I'm, I'm one of those that don't feel like I'm in a fight unless I have blood and I don't care if it's mine or theirs I'm like if it's mine all better no. I don't care the picture that we just showed, which is which was your last fight, that was a draw. I gave you that. That fight. was actually I mean, that fight. The one that oh, you just showed actually was from um, Kansas, so that was the one that I that's won. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. But in your last fight, you were also mm -hmm. going crazy too with the with the blood oh, yeah. being all excited. Um, you heal very well. Oh yeah. How? Like, <laughs> I don't understand if you're like a like Wolverine or like what's going yeah. on. How are you? Like your face, like. Is it makeup? Like, what's going on that so, you're feeling I mean, so fast? You, this is all that I have is this sort of little scar right there. Um, okay. So it's a couple things. Um, I am a kinesiology major. I went. I actually went to school for yeah. So I, I am to too. School. So I'm. Um, I did ATA. I. It's pretty much a um, athletic trainer. Sort yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because the A thing is sort of frowned upon, but it's basically an internship. I did that at one of the community colleges. So I learned a lot about getting rid of scar tissue and stuff because that's what I wanted to do. But now I'm sort of um, leaning more on PA because I'll be done um, by the end of this year with my bachelor's. So I think I want to do just go straight into like medical field because that's sort of what I always wanted to do anyways. Nice. So a lot of it is from what I already know from school. And then on top of that, like it's very superficial in, um, in BKFC. A lot of the stuff is just cuts and you just swell a lot. So mm -hmm. a lot of that stuff does um, go away really quickly. 
But one thing that I've used a lot more in all my fights is that head movements. Um, because I always used to roll with the punches, but now it's a little bit more. I still am working on the footwork, but like mm -hmm. the head movement has come in beautifully um, since that my first fight there. And so I don't take as much damage, even though those cuts look crazy because <laughs> I bleed like crazy because yeah. I'm very healthy, too. I mean, you're a kinesiology major. You know, most of us, we know what we're supposed to do. We don't always do it. But when you're in fight mode and you're in fight camp, you are 100 percent on with that nutrition. Nice. So I'm going to bleed a lot because I'm hydrated. Nice. And so for those that don't know, when you're saying PA, you mean physiotherapy assistant? Um, no, I want to be a physician assistant. Physician assistant. Okay. I actually want to get into the medical field. I'd love to be a, a sports physician. Um, nice, nice. Need need something that's going to make me um, extra money while I'm <laughs> in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Well, now that you've just now that you've just announced that on the now that you've just announced that on the podcast, I can feel like a whole bunch of uh, guys in California giving themselves rotator cuff tendonitis yeah. or something. Like <laughs> they're, they're ready to sign up for your clinic. Like once you yeah. get it going. Um, oh, I love it. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Now, BKFC, like you said, they were focusing on you. They're giving you some love. Um, how is the relationship with the organization? Like, it's it's a good organization. They're they're treating you well, obviously. Yeah, they're amazing. So I've always I've always gotten along well. I was a manager for a retail store forever, so I know how to network. I know how to talk to people. Mm. I had associates, so I always go in very professional. It's just how I am. It's just in my nature, and so I always get along really well with the people that I work with. Um, and they ha overall have been amazing. I mean, I have before when I was fighting for Combate, I didn't have the CEO's like uh, phone number. I have David's number. I've texted him before, you know, Nate. So they're really, really cool guys. And they talked to me after, um, right after my fight, David was on this last one on the New York card. He was really happy. He was up there on the ring. He told me, you know, he gave me like good job and he talked to me a little bit after. So, you know, they're, they're amazing. I love working with them. Nate, um, I know matchmakers get like that love hate relationship because you've always yeah, yeah. Been happy and mad with the matches, but um, he's amazing. I I'm always have a good conversations with them. That's Nothing but love with, even with the fellow fighters. I know there's opponents and stuff. <laughs> Can you not hear it? <laughs> yeah. Even with the fellow fighters, like there's some of them when I go, I'm like surprised how much they're like, I'm so happy you're on this card with me. I was like, Oh, hi. No, <laughs> that's wow. <laughs> It's like it's like you know when you start a shift and you your favorite employees are on the same shift with you. You're like, yeah. hey, what's going on? You're yeah. on the same shift, yeah. Yeah, Julie. So um, Julian Lane's been on two of my fights, and the Wichita one, like it was really cool. His daughter was like, uh, his daughter, because when I fought Gonzalez, mm. he did the weigh-ins right before me, and he had that crazy one with him and Boswick. So his daughter will announce like he's in, she, he's announcing him. And I guess he told me he announces me after. Well, he happened to be on the phone with her and he made her do it while I was next to her. Then he, he turned the uh, thing to me and, he, and I was like talking to her. It was really cool. She's five. like five. <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so it's, it's pretty cool. Like those are the kinds of things that um, you see the impact with. That's awesome. Now, aside from the organization loving you and the fans loving you, Am I wrong to think that Dan Mergliata loves you? <laughs> no. Why, 
<laughs> so I've talked to him a couple of times. He's actually pretty cool, but I saw he's been, um, I usually don't know who my ref is even till after I see the pictures. Okay. So I noticed recently, I was like, I think he's been my ref for all my fights. But in your, okay. But in your, in your last fight. And so, you know, to our view, fans and viewers that don't watch BKFC and we tell them to watch BKFC all the time. I'm mm -hmm. telling you right now, that's the number two combat sport organization. Like behind oh, UFC, definitely. you gotta be watching BKFC. It's like five bucks a month. Like, how can you not be paying yeah. for these events? It is so high quality. We had um, he was on your card, Connor Tierney. Yes, he was on. He was on our podcast last year. Great guy, right? Like great personalities yeah. in the sport. But Dan Bergliotta seemed to keep like he was smiling with you. He was like he seemed like so happy and chummy with you. Like it, it, it just was such a nice thing. Like, do, do you know him a lot, or what's the so, deal? Like I've talked to him a couple times um, after my fights because we're in the vans together a lot of times. So this last one was in the same hotel as we were staying, but our fights usually aren't. They're usually in the center that's separate, but where we were in New York, we're in the same one. But Kansas, like we had a, like a conversation. I always talk to everybody because for me, this is fun. Like I know some people like get really, really like into like I'm sort of like that before my fights, but I'm totally not. I'm really calm and I'm still like, I get into my fight mode, but I'm not that one that has to be angry at everything. Uh, yeah, I know yeah. like, how people you get in there, they look like they're angry at life. That's not me. Um, I'd rather sort of feel comfortable and confident when I'm going in. And so, I mean, I'm okay chatting with people and I, I, I don't care how I look after. I don't care how beat up I am. Um, I still make sure I have fun because these are all memories to me that you're going to have. And I try to make the most of it. So I, I've talked to him a couple of times after. Um, and nice. I think after the Wichita one, we had a, a we had a little bit of a long conversation on the way home. So I think they just know me. I have that like really free, caring, loving sort of personality. I'm very down to earth. So No, but it looked, it looked like he it looked like he knew. I'll just put a quick photo. But yeah. like. Yeah, I don't know, he just I've never seen Dan so happy. Like <laughs> while he's reffing. He just he was just a happy guy. I was so after that fight, I was like over there talking to everybody. I don't even know who everybody was around me, but I mean I knew my coaches and like my agent was up there with me, the other corner, but some of them I didn't even know who were there. And I was just talking to everybody, and I think it just rubs off. <laughs> nice. Oh, it's like hey Dan, can you drop me off at the hospital? <laughs> hey, I didn't need to go to the hospital. Uh, are you BKFC for life now? Oh, I, so I could, I'll still do other things, but a hundred percent like you, yeah. I don't see me going anywhere else. I mean, I think I found the sport that I've fallen in love with. I love just focusing on the hands. I like the blood and the water. I just, I just do. It's just when you know that I'm in a fight, you know, that, that that's what I'm going to try to pull out of people, whether it's like being, I try to go in there. I'm like, okay, this time I'm going to try to box a little bit and then go in and it just something snaps. Like, nope, that's not happening today. I'm just going in. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. it. I'll fight in the pocket. I don't care. I'm always a smaller person. This last yeah. one I wasn't, but usually I'm the, always the smaller, shorter person, mm -hmm. shorter, right. reach, smaller fist. I don't care. <laughs> no, it's great. <laughs> no. Sense. And for people that have been watching, I mean, you know, your, your, your skill has been developing and growing okay. as you go, but the fights are getting more. I feel like all the fighters, their skills are getting better, right? Mm -hmm. Like BKFC is becoming a, a more its own sport rather than just people trying it. Like people are now really dedicating themselves to it. So I'm happy to hear that you're going to be BKFC uh, for a long time. We're excited oh, yeah. to see it. Now, when it comes to your weigh-ins, mm -hmm. your weigh-in attire is, is interesting. 
<laughs> I and love I it. I, I, <laughs> I have fun. <laughs> I want to okay. So I don't. I'm not going to put a picture up. People can Google it. People will know. But I want to ask how. Hey, there's those... a picture where it's like half, where it doesn't really show much. I'm like, <laughs> okay, all right, all right. how come? How come no sponsors are plastering their logos on your way in a time? I don't know. It's it's sort of hard. So with BKFC, it's a little hard because they had that one incident um, where I know um, like. One person doesn't want to do my t-shirts anymore because of that one incident that happened a while back. I mean, we don't really talk about a lot with Thornton, um, when okay. DC fought Thornton. Um, so I don't know. You would think, I know I've heard people say that they try to do it, but it, it's all, like, I weigh in just like female boxers weigh in. They do it all the time. Men weigh in and they're boxers all the time. There's no difference from what yeah, I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. I'm all just- I think I'm there's a, a little bit of a difference. <laughs> I'm all because I'm a female and I mean, I look better in my, I'm all, I look better in mine than they do in theirs. Not my fault. Yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm um, all, it covers more than my bathing suits do. I'm all, <laughs> and I was wearing, I've worn my bathing suits to my weigh-ins plenty of times and they, they were way more revealing than that. But, you know, I guess right. the, the lingerie gets a little more love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, we will move on to some fan questions, if that's okay. Yeah. Now, Sharisa, of course, a lot of the fan questions we get are, what's your type? You know, can we make out? Stuff like that, right? I got a lot of those. We'll filter those out. I thought one was pretty funny. It was, have you ever dated an amateur fighter? I'm assuming <laughs> this guy was an amateur fighter, but have so you ever... That's actually a hard pass. Like I won't, I will never date anybody in the workplace. I will never date because I'm all I I the one thing that would be cool is everything would be in common as far as like liking the same things, but I'm around nothing but men and fighter all the time, all day. It's it's nice to get something a little bit different. And then I just see like how it happens like what happens afterwards yeah. you know they, there's a reason why they say say you know you know don't take crap where you eat so it's sort of like the same sort of thing whether they're in a different camp or not and well it's it's the same thing because you never know what if you're what if you're in two different camps and then you have somebody that's fighting that's from their school one from yeah. your school then it's just weird all right. Good advice for, and then for I'm, everybody. I know how hard it was up and coming. So I'm like, uh, it was already, I'm barely getting to where I, I it, making it where I can um, sustain with the amount of money that's coming in from my stuff, not looking to take care of somebody else other than my kids. <laughs> yeah. All right. There you go. Uh, this, this question was kind of along that line, but I thought this one was funny. His, it's at mail.gmy, M A E L dot G M Y. His question was, I want to fight you. Now I looked and I'm pretty sure it's a guy. So, but I'm sure that kind of tails in. That's actually do you have, <laughs> do, you, do you have people asking to spar with you, fight with you a lot? Is that a thing? All the time. All the time. Yeah. All, right. all the time. All right. And you're not, you're not pulling like a Kevin Holland where you bring people in no. and just beat them up? No. 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 Just destroy them. Yeah, I try to play them. as much as I can and like imagine like I try because I try to get in there every three. I mean, this last one was five months. I'm like, man, I wanted it to be three. It was supposed to be January. Imagine getting hurt, like sparring somebody like that, because those are the crazy ones. You don't know what's coming yeah. in. I'm, all, yeah. I'm not saying that I, I wouldn't win. I'm just saying that like the ones that you don't know what they're coming in and bringing, you don't want. 
I'm a black belt in jujitsu. Um, yeah. The new Ooh, oh. white belts, yeah. Um, spazzy. I've my, yes, the spazzy white belts. Yeah, those are the <laughs> ones we try to stay away with, especially as we get older. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what it is, because you know you're, you're professional. You know you mm -hmm. get paid to do it, and they, they got something to prove. Like yo, if I you know if I oh, yeah. submit you or knock you out, yeah, look at me. I yeah. got one under the belt. That's why they're going to town, right? Oh yeah. Well, even before, even before when I was um, barely in like in combate and I wasn't as big, like people knew that I did MMA, but it wasn't like, Oh, like now it's like, Oh, you're so-and-so. And they like want to take a picture. Like they didn't do that when I did MMA. Um, <laughs> so you, even when I was doing MMA, when it wasn't that huge, you just get that regardless. Cause a lot of time, I mean, you're in a male dominated like sport. So you get those guys that either, want to treat you like you're a porcelain doll or you get the guys that are like you girl can't beat me that's it and they like go like all crazy wow. Wait, there's the good there's people that are good in between but we know which are which yeah yeah for sure i watch people before i spar or train with them <laughs> now i don't know if this person knows that you're mexican i feel like this is portuguese though maybe at gabriel reina 87 asks and i don't know how to pronounce this Boxe sem luvas pajabem. All right, I used I used Google Translate. What he's saying is, does bare knuckle boxing pay well? Oh, because kind of just yeah, and you're happy with it, yeah? <laughs> oh, I'm very happy. I nice. uh, yeah, it was more when I first started. It was more than like double what I was getting paid in MMA, and that was just starting. And then you know, I've gotten two fight of the nights. So I've gotten um, two bonuses. I mean, it's not. They don't do like UFC style bonuses, but the bonuses are so nice. Like it's, yeah, it's extra money that you didn't know was coming in and, and they've taken care of me. And the one thing that we get more, cause um, since I was fighting for combate, like they, they allowed sponsors, but it wasn't as big, even though they were televised. Mm -hmm. I think cause BKFC is growing so much, a lot more people are willing to jump on. So the sponsor money really, really makes it like uh, way more than what nice. I ever got in MMA. Yeah. The thing is, the thing is with BKFC too, because like I said, the app is so cheap. Like it's only mm -hmm. the five bucks. You think like, I don't know, everybody that I talk to, I'm like, just pay the five dollars. How's that not worth five dollars for all these it, events? It's like less than a gallon of gas right now. Yeah, and not and not and not only that, yeah, exactly. It's like a it's like a cup of coffee. And the and the thing that's different too is that like the sponsors must know, like, holy cow, wait, yeah. they're putting this out for so cheap. So many people are gonna watch your your opportunity to have your business or, or company seen uh -huh. is like huge, right? So oh it's definitely huge. I mean, there and now so so I don't know how many people know, but on the New York card, I think because originally when I saw how they were, if you if you know BKFC, if you go to their events page on the website, usually how they have the fighters listed is how they're going to do their fight card um, before they actually announce, like have the actual graphics up like in the background. Um, so originally i think we were like supposed to be the second fight on the main um on the main card and then eventually we were like the fifth one i can't remember fifth sixth well yeah. that was the first one on fox support this because that was their first time airing on fox support this and i was like oh i know why they want us on there because when they put me on knuckle mania we we were a swing bout so they that was basically where we could be like anywhere in knuckle mania so they had yeah. us either being the last on the prelim or the first on the main card. And then we ended up, because how it went, the fights in the beginning went a little over. So they put us on the main card. And they know that if 
they want to go out like start with a bang put me on the on the first card and that's what you're gonna get so nice. i feel like that was one of the reasons why they did that and then plus i mean i i do have from fighting for combate and the people that actually have followed me for a while they know i'm hispanic um mm. although i've gotten a couple comments before where people are like you're just trying to be i'm like no i have a picture of my dad it won't <laughs> let me like put it in the comments he's like really really dark it's like you see my dad you know he's mexican no. <laughs> uh, my mom <laughs> uh michael.safert77 asks what is your favorite band or musician so i love everything um <laughs> I actually love Fall Out Boy and I actually love a lot of country. Like, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, my, my kids and I, my kids love going to Fall Out Boy concerts with me. Um, we were supposed to do the Green Day one, but I love everything. Um, I mean, I listen to a little bit of everything right now. It's more mainly country because um, when I listen to like regular, the top 40 music, it's always playing the same stupid songs over and over again that's been the last year. So I'm like, let me go back to country. <laughs> No, get a little bit like it's like that when you have to smell coffee because you're done with the fragrance that's mm. like that's my country <laughs> sets resets yes yeah. resets <laughs> uh david underscore branham i love this question it's two-parter what is the first thing you think people notice about you and what is the first thing you wish they noticed about you Oh, it's the tattoos. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, most people, I mean, I'm not stupid. I was like the one most, the, the one thing that I think most people know, know me for is because I have a very large chest, which is totally fine. But I mean, for me, I think for me, most people that actually know will the personality uh, personality. I love my, my tattoos are part of my personality. Um, I think um, between the two, I think that's usually what I get a lot of um, comments on or, or one or the other. So, I mean, my tattoos weren't all supposed to be this big and colored, but when I started one, I kept going and I'm like, I'm still not done. Cause the, before that New York fight, I think six weeks before, yeah, it was six weeks before I had just added a little more color to my dragon on my mm -hmm. back and I'm supposed That's to finish it. Yeah. The one on the side. Yeah. Cause it was really green. Like it was really dark colored. I was like, Oh, it looks bright. Like yeah, it looked good. It weeks before so it he had it started two years ago and it was supposed to be done two years ago but then i started really getting into um i knew i was in a fight for um either combate or something else so i stopped with the tattoos for a little bit because i knew i was going to continuously be in camp and uh, my tattoo artist is like you can go back as soon as you want to like he doesn't make me wait he just said make sure you like wear a rash guard or something because mm -hmm. The um, scare is more if you're like sitting in somebody else's sweat because you don't want yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you don't want the infection. So as long as with boxing, you don't have to worry about it as much. But this this one, because of where the color was, it was on that shoulder blade. Oh, it was hard <laughs> with the boxing. So all that's left is the bottom. I made him do that on purpose. I was like, uh, I need some. I need it colored. I'm tired with the black and white on the side. I need it done. So yeah. I have another. I'm going back to finish it in April. All right, nice. But what is the thing that you would like people to notice first? The personality. You? Yeah, the personality. The personality? Yeah, personality? The personality, yeah. All the right. smile, the personality. I mean, I I love to be around people. And it's um it's funny because I think um people will see me and they'll want to say something, or people will even like at my fights, but um <laughs> and I've had people comment that they sort of like a, a little bit like hesitant to say hi. I don't know if it's just because um, I'm getting bigger in the BKFC or if, you know, they're scared to talk to a girl, you know, but I'm, I'm love talking to people. Cause that's the reason why I'm here. 
It's the only reason why they keep bringing me back is the fan, the love from the fans. And I love that. Yeah. And you know what? It, it, now it's hard to picture you now because I see you here and you're so nice and bubbly yeah. and so per personable. And then now you see you in the ring. It's like uh -huh. a totally different person. <laughs> totally, you know, totally. You know, switches well, right? I have a switch I'm a mom and that's my mom face <laughs> you are my kids that's what I'm gonna turn into <laughs> yeah no so it's I it, her my kids I won't turn into that the the ring girls <laughs> oh man I thought you were I thought the mom stage where you're like you left a pile of, of plates in the sink <laughs> that too my kids I always tell them when they piss me off I'm like do you want to be the next one because I will make you my next one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought too. Um, my son's in wrestling, and um, he's about my—he's actually my same weight. He's get, about to be sixteen, um, so I always am his training partner. It's fun. Oh, wow. He that's tries awesome. to take me down. He'll try to like pretend to like punch me. I'm like, you don't want to go there with me. Yeah. Now, do your You're do grounded your, for a month? Do your kids' <laughs> friends know who you are? Um, I'm. Uh, he, I'm told that they do because um, you know like once in a while they'll say things i know the parents know who i am because i've talked to the parents um, okay okay i try not to make it a big big deal because you know i want my kids to feel normal and everything and i think because it's just growing up um my daughter's boyfriend knows who i am and her like and her his family knows who i am she's so my kids are all older. My oldest, um, that's with the boy, has a boyfriend. She's twenty, so it's she's not mm. little. My my other two, my youngest daughter is fourteen, and then my son's fifteen. He'll be sixteen soon. So I'm none betting, of them are little. I'm betting that that boyfriend brings her home on time every time, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, time. oh yeah. <laughs> You're, you gotta be scared. I know most time boys are scared of the dad. No, you gotta be scared of the mom. I'm like way more psycho. <laughs> Are you that mom where you sit in the bleachers and all the parents kind of like, apart, <laughs> but you're like the only person in the middle? Of the bleachers, like I feel like, like that sometimes. <laughs> I feel like that sometimes. I'm like, is nobody going to talk to me? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's crazy. It's crazy though because we've been like, you know, we've been reaching out to you. We've wanted to talk to you for so long, and just things happen. But we're so happy that you came on. But yeah we have no idea how people are going to come on this podcast, right? Prince, yeah. like we never know the personality yeah. they're going to have. And here you show up. And I, I said before the podcast started, like perfectly lit, you're in a great room and bubbly personality. So, I mean, definitely it's the thing that we notice most about you. So thank yes. you so thank much. You. you know what, before we let you go, and I know we're going a little bit long. Yeah. I apologize. You're fine. What, what is next for you? Do you know, like, I know you just fought, but is it three months do you think is, is when you're looking again? I'm trying to get back as soon as I can. I like, I, you know, mm. I'd love to get whoever I can fight. You know, I hear they have a London card and somebody needs an opponent. Like I definitely love to be that opponent and love to be on that card. So, I mean, I got into fighting. The one reason why I was like, Oh, I, I'd love to like fight, especially when I fought for combate was because I was like, Oh, I can go travel to like different like countries yeah. where, you know, I don't have to pay for the tickets. So, you know, <laughs> Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Whatever, whatever, and whoever they give me, I'm ready for. I don't really care. I'm just like that one. Like, okay, let tell me how much I'm getting paid. Sign the contract. All right, let's go. Wow, <laughs> so you're really just in it for the experience, just to oh, be definitely. able to give. Wow, that's yeah, hundred percent. I love this because I mean I'm very confident in myself, and I know no matter what, like I'm always learning and. 
you can't like on like i mean you can be one of those that try to pick your opponent but in the reality like they're only going to give you so many people that you can choose before they're like okay we're done with you so i'm like you can't choose it's what they give you and i'm not going to say no so i'm going to try to pick um once I find out who that person is, I'm going to try to figure out what their um, strengths and weaknesses are and try to fix, you know, have my coaches help me fix that in myself or try to get ready for that. Sharissa, I can't believe you're on this podcast. We're so happy to have you. Uh, before we let you go, is there anything that you wanted to say to any of the fans or your fans or, or anybody that you'd like to shout out? So um, thank you again for having me. Um, so I do have a website. It's actually attached to my Instagram now um, where there are like autograph images and I have shirts and stuff up. I'm on Millions, Cameo. I guess there's Memo now. I don't know. Um, so they want like video things. They can go on those. But um, I definitely want to give a huge shout out to my uh, management company, Sucker Punch Entertainment. They're awesome. They have done and helped me out so much. I got with them after my first fight with BKFC. They were my first management company, and they've taken care of me really well. Um, and then uh, Pete from Whitetail, um, he's awesome. He's, like, one of my main sponsors. He sponsored me on this last one. He actually got a hold of me after my um, Wichita one, and he's been awesome um, so far. So, um, And he's a great person. I love working with him. Um, and then just BKFC for having me on there. So David Feldman and, and Nate Shook, thank you for continuously having me back. Um, I love it. And I love to see the fans reactions that they love watching me fight. Cause you know, even though that's not what I do for, I love to have that part of it. Wow. That's amazing. Sharissa, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We will always be fans of yours. We will follow your career forever. We'll always talk about you. Um, whenever your fights are coming up, we'll, we'll promo you on the podcast. We'll get people to keep tuning in on you. And uh, if you're not already following Sharissa, please follow her. She's at Sharissa underscore sweetheart. And, and that's uh, on Instagram and TikTok. And then on uh, Twitter, it's uh, BKFC sweetheart. <laughs> nice, nice. All right. Well, Sharissa, thank you so much. We hope to have you back one day. Yes, and uh, keep definitely. rack, keep racking up those bonuses, keep racking up those fight of the nights and those performance of the nights, and uh, we will see you soon. Thank you. And Thank Teresa, you so I'm much. So sorry about the messing oh, up your name again. We're gonna good. edit it. Don't worry. I I apologize. I'll get it right the next time. You are okay. I'm okay with it. <laughs> All right. Thank you Thank so much, you. Teresa. Have a great day. Bye bye. You. Bye. All righty. How cool is that? Oh man, I you know how long I've been wanting to speak with her. Like she's just such a great personality and her fighting style is just she's just a warrior, right? Like, man. But I'm you so know you're you're, you're absolutely right. Like you just don't know how some of our guests no. will be on the podcast and man, no. look at her. She's solid. Like no. wow. Yeah, man, that's so cool. No, you never know how people are gonna appear. All right. You never know how people are going to act or behave or, or whatever, you know, uh, before we get on to anything else, Prince, let me just say thank you to our sponsors. Yes. So middaysquares.com guys, if you want to support the show, definitely go to middaysquares.com and use code fight insight 15 to save 15% on your order. They do have a new flavor coming out. It's not out yet, but it's birthday cake flavor. I think Ooh. I'm so excited. I love birthday cake, uh, and follow and check out our sponsor, Arvita. R-V-I-I-T-A for these uh, herbal teas. The one I'm drinking today is str Divine Strawberry. It's a uh, strawberry, organic honey, black tea, and guarana seed extract. It tastes really good. I love these ones. I love the peach and the, the peach and the strawberry are my favorites. 
And also, guys, uh, special shout-outs to Hula Cleaning Services. Again, yeah. contact Hula Cleaning Services for all your carpet, fitness, commercial, construction, and cleaning needs. You can check them out, www.hulacleaning.com. Nice. And uh, next week on the podcast, if you're here just because of Sharissa was here, thank you. Next week, uh, we have Bellator number nine ranked light heavyweight Grant Neal. He's on the podcast. He's got a fight coming up. So we're going to talk to him, see how that's going. So we're going from BKFC over to Bellator. Um, Friends of the podcast update, Prince. Two of our former guests fight on April 2nd in a... uh, Event in Ontario, Kingston, Ontario, Canada. Brandon Lau and William Wang are both fighting amateur Muay Thai fights on April 2nd. Good luck to them. Uh, Find their podcast. William Wang is on the Juju Chan Zito podcast with the Mm -hmm. movie star Juju Chan. And Brandon was on a podcast like way back a million years ago when we started. Find them. Uh, The Brandon Lau one is the one that's called 50 Cent versus The Whale. So... That's the podcast there. That was when we were naming podcasts, funny names. Uh, Congratulations, Daniel Martinez. Last week, we announced he was engaged. This week, we're announcing he's married. That's it. That's it, ladies. Your chance is over. You You had that small window of opportunity. It is gone. Daniel Martinez married. Congratulations, buddy. Congrats, buddy. Uh, Huge congratulations go to... Brian. Bam, bam, Barbarina. That son of a bitch, Prince. He told us, he told us he would not stress us out, right? So I'm like, all right, cool. We'll watch Bam Bam whoop Matt Brown's ass in one round, finish it, and let's move on with our day. No, he drags out the fight for three rounds. Okay, I'm not going to lie to you, Tim. I actually wanted Bam to, like, you know, prolong this, trying to stretch it out. Oh, my God, dude, it was so freaking dangerous. I know. I that know. fight was crazy. If you did not, if you did not watch the Brian yeah. Barbarina fight, go find that. It was it earned Fight of the Night award, which marks Prince like our fifth or sixth fighter on the podcast that after coming on our podcast gets a Performance of the Night award. Yeah, Bam Bam has done it twice. Gian Kim did it. Connor Tierney did it. Lupi Gudinez did it. Sam Alvey did it. Uh, yeah. and I think I'm missing one more. That's seven that I just said. It. I'm telling you, there's a thing here. Yeah, no, there is. There's and you know, we got to tell Bam. Like, Bam, look, what did we tell you? We told you, come to the show and we guarantee you extra money. I mean, that one's a little bit unfair to be, you know, because he's got, I think, three fight of the nights in his last four fights. Or something. Like He's like, he racks up on, dude, him standing in the pocket, I know. clinching Matt Brown, and they just throw elbows into each other's side yeah. of the head for like yeah. three rounds. Like, but oh you know what? I, you know, shout outs to Crazy. Matt, Brown. Matt Brown's chin. Like, I don't know oh. how he did it, but there was a couple of times where, you know, it looked like Bam had him. Like, there, he threw a couple of combos. And I'm like, this guy is still standing. Yeah, brutal. He's 41 I, years old, Tim. Uh huh. Matt Brown, 41? Yeah. 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 You know how I felt at 41? Like, I was dying. Like, <laughs> it's over. I don't know what Matt Brown is doing. He's great. I do wish the people of Columbus were a little bit nicer. I know Matt Brown is from your hometown, but when Brian Barberina gets on the mic, Brian Barberina is not an ass. You don't need to boo that guy that long. I get that you boo him a little bit because you're upset with the decision. That's okay. But then Brian starts talking as he does. 
hey, people of Columbus, I love you. I'm a working blue collar guy myself and blah, blah. And I wish you all the best. Like the guy still gives love. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Brian is just the nicest guy on the planet. Yeah, you know what? And he handled it so well. Like, yeah, he handled it anyone well. Could have, anyone could have just said, you know, you guys, like, you know, I'm number one. Like, you know, I won. I don't know why you guys. Yeah. But he just, like, look how so professional. Yeah. Gentleman. Yeah. No, crazy. Um, But, yeah, so some crazy stuff has happened with our friends of the podcast. Prince is just hilarious, man. Um, Let's see. What do we want to get to? First, I guess, is uh, there's no fights this weekend. There's no UFC. So we don't have to worry about a card there. So we've got a little bit of time. But um, I don't know. I guess the one thing we'll really talk about is (laughs) the King of of Miami, the Prince of Bel-Air, and the Protector of Detroit. So there's these three people. Wow, that is sick. Okay. Uh, Obviously... (laughs) King of Miami, we talked about it on the last podcast, but we talked about Masvidal punching Colby in the yeah. face, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And 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 what does that mean? Still no word, no update on what's going on there yeah. in terms of like the legality or what's happening, charges, press, whatever. I posted, Prince, on our Instagram, a photo that just says Masvidal to be released by UFC, right? Like, let's start a discussion. Is there the yeah. chance that Masvidal, who's on a three-fight losing streak, uh, lost several several fights you know not looking great then he goes out and injures a top ranked fighter (laughs) potentially removing him from a future card right while he deals with injuries whatever like is there the possibility that dana goes hey we just gave you this big contract you kind of you know got beaten up for five rounds didn't really look too impressive i don't know what i'm supposed to do with you now you know we might just let you go dude that post is on fire Oh my gosh. People are fighting, complaining, arguing. If you're not on our Instagram, go to our Instagram at Fight Insight Podcast and go find that post and just join the discussion because it's going crazy. Uh, but we'll have to see what happens with that. I reached out to Daniel Martinez. He mm-hmm. says the minute something happens with the legality of that thing, he'll come back on the podcast and we can talk about nice. it. Nice. Nice. See what happens. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, guys, whoever's on the on on Instagram and commenting, guys, it's not clickbait; it's a question. We ask you a question, and we wind up. With, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Right? And you know what the best is when people go on the post and they go, "Fuck you, this is clickbait." I'm like, well, guess what? That comment just helped send this feed to like more people. Stupid. So I don't yeah. like. I mean, that's not the point. It's for discussion because I honestly yeah. think they will let Masvidal go. I really do think they're going to cut him because mm-hmm. I, I think he's not worth the money. I don't know what you're doing next. I couldn't find the pay-per-view sales for Colby versus Masvidal, mm-hmm. but I did see that Usman won when he fought Usman the first. So his last three fights were Usman, Usman, and mm-hmm. Colby. Yeah, Usman one sold 1.4 million. That's a lot. Yeah. But Usman two was only 700k. Oh. So I don't know what this next one is, but if that one is on a trending decrease, I don't know what you're paying this guy, man. So. Anyways, that's interesting. Prince, even more interesting than that fight, that's that's the king of Miami. But you got the Prince of Bel-Air. Who can't wait to see it, all right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one, okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh, Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith. That's fake, right? 
man, like everyone says it's real. Uh, to me, honestly, I keep looking at it. It looked staged. Didn't it look staged? Like the way his head kind of. He, I don't. Okay. So you're say you say it's staged. Uh, yeah. Um, I, man. It's, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. For the sake of it. I say it's staged hundred percent. I was watching it live and I didn't even bat an eye thinking that that was real in any way. Mm -hmm. How do you, like the guy's holding his hand behind the back the whole time. When he gets hit, you hear it go. Boop. Yeah. When I was watching it on TV, I thought that was a sound effect. It's actually just like the mic or something. Mm -hmm. But I thought that I thought they played a sound effect. So even more so, I was just like, oh, for sure. It's fake. No yeah. security walks up. Yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't stumble. Like, how do you get hit that hard? And not like even stumble your feet or like whatever. And how would you, your reaction is to immediately just stand there and go, oh, ha, ha. Like, yeah. how, how would you not like right away go like, what the fuck? Or like any kind of natural reaction. Or like when the guy goes to slap you, why wouldn't you like put up a hand or do something? Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know what? And, and, and I don't know if you've been following the news. It looks like Chris's rock. He's going on tour. Uh, he's doing his comedy tour, and his comedy tour sales went through the roof since. Oh, that because now he's going to have to talk about it at every event he goes. Here's uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, just today, I got this off MMA Junkie on the screen. You will see it. Sorry about the uh, banner here. Hold on. So uh, Joe Rogan says Will Smith was being emotionally fragile, and he acted on impulse. And I think it's a foolish impulse that you do when you know there's no consequences. What Chris Rock did was not even insulting. It was a mild joke. Mm -hmm. Of course, this is coming from another uh, comedian. So, of course, mm -hmm. he's going to kind of take a stance. But essentially, Joe Rogan is also kind of saying, admitting he thinks it's real. Yeah, but let me ask you, would Will Smith do that to Joe Rogan? Well, that's the other thing. He does it to a little guy that's like smaller than him and whatever. Imagine doing that to Joe Rogan. He will sidekick you to the chest, put you in rear naked chokehold before you blink. But everybody would like Chris Rock is still like a man. He's not in bad shape or anything like that. You still think he would somehow do some sort of reaction. How do you just let some dude walk up on you, slap you in the face and do nothing? It's but, impossible. Yeah. You know what? Okay. So let me, so this is, this is where I think that, you know, it's, it's wrong. So, you know, Will Smith, like, what are you actually, so what, what message are you portraying to the oh, kids? Oh, forget that. That's, that's the thing, right? Like what kind of like, so, okay. Like so how is that, how is that at all? Okay. In society and get this online, people are a buzz with super contrasting opinions, whether that's okay or not. I mean, this somewhat follows like the Masvidal thing, right? Yeah. Masvidal yeah. walks into a restaurant, sucker punches the guy twice, apparently, and then just walks off and you think like nothing's going to happen to you. No stupid. And then people are so dumb. Like even on our posts, they're like, that's what happens, bitch. You get right? you can't talk shit. That's what happens. No, sorry. As Bam Bam said on our last podcast, go watch that podcast. Excellent, excellent podcast. Excellent. Bam Bam says you have freedom of speech to allow you to say things, but you don't have the right to just do whatever you want and, and slap punch the guy in the face. I mean, even if you want to, unfortunately, you don't have that right. Yeah. I don't know how Will Smith thinks he has the ability to do this. And what does this mean for our future in any case scenario? Yeah. So like anytime someone at, at a restaurant speaks badly to me or something, or I say something rude, someone can just come up and smack me in the face. That's it. And you're, every time you speak, you're going to be walking on eggshells. 
like every. Well, I'm not. I'm looking for someone to speak wrong now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, I got my, I got my stocked and slap ready. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Before you even have your, uh, your, your appetizer, you're getting one in the head. Yeah, dude. Ridiculous. No, I don't know. Now, how do you defend? Like, how do you defend against something like that, Prince? Well. Let's go to our former guest of the podcast and check out a defense technique. Detroit, it was about training. Right now, I want to share with you how you can prevent yourself from being slapped in the mouth. When you say something about someone's wife, you shouldn't have said in the first place. So, the first thing you should do when the man's coming towards you to confront you, instead of laughing, you simply move off stage left. And if you have to, block. Now, if he's moving too fast, then you're going to have to improvise which means haters go to the side and then you come up. And from here, you simply push the elbows away and say, hey, sorry about what I said about your wife. I apologize and simply move away from you. These are intelligent options, which will increase your survivability. Commander Dale. Commander Dale with the perfect explanation, the protector of Detroit, as I named him here for our segment. Yeah, man. <laughs> The guy raises a hand to slap you. He does like an exaggerated slap and you at no point re remove your hands from behind your back. And yet you roll with the slap and then just come right back up and go, okay. Like, yeah. dude, I, I don't know. No, you're, listen, you draw a good point because now you're, okay, I didn't think of it that way, but if somebody's coming in front of you, you see them raise their arm over here. I don't think he raises he, it. He raises it like you know. You don't even flinch. Like there's not. Yeah, like you don't. Yeah. We waited. We waited for that impact. I don't know. It's it's crazy, man. But I don't know. I'm gonna go around and start slapping people every time they say something bad. Yeah. And uh, and I'm gonna see what their reactions are. Like how quickly do they react to me slapping them in the face, or what yeah. do they do after? You know, if they just continue to, to do their job. Yeah. Well, listen. Now Will's never ever gonna be able to you know drop a PSA on non-violence yeah and then oh you know what's so funny i saw a video today of will smith on the arsenio hall show must have been back in the 90s mm -hmm. and he makes a joke about the um the band guy one of the guys in the band for arsenio yeah, yeah. and uh the guy is bald and oh. will and will smith does a joke like hey guess what he has to do every morning he's got to wax his head and it's like a joke about a guy that likely has the same disease as his wife. Really? And it's way worse. Like, that's a way worse joke than the one oh. Chris did in terms of, like, insulting-wise. Dang, I wish you brought, brought a clip. That would have been I sent crazy. it to you. I sent it to you. But anyways, the um, I didn't ask you to record it. But no, crazy dude. I, I don't know, man. Will Smith. I, I mean, you can't do this. Uh, and then just to come full circle with this whole thing, Prince, let's look at Matt Brown and what he thinks oh, yeah. about society today, right? Now, I don't know, this is kind of like the opposite, I guess, but anyways, it's all tied in, plus it's Matt Brown, so it's like the, mm -hmm. the perfect circle of life here, Prince, but here's what Matt Brown, in a uh, interview, this was on MMA Junkie, I want to say, uh, but, yeah. yeah, this is an interview that he gave in a, in a, in a segment. You know, I, I don't think I would excel in the day-to-day -day, uh, being a PE teacher, but I would love to consult with the schools and, and teach them, you know, how to not 
raise these kids to be little bitches. Um, I mean, when I, you know, my kids have their friends over all the time, and they and I talk to them about you know their friends at school and stuff. I mean, these kids are pussies these days, man. And I, there's no other way to put it. They are straight up pussies. These kids. Maybe it was that way when I was a kid. I don't know. I don't remember being that way. I mean, we got in fights in, in school all the time, but um, just when I hear these kids talk and um, the way my kids talk about them, I mean, the crying, the whining, the complaining, the addiction to uh, their phones and their video games and being inside. I mean, these kids are just pussies, man, and and that is not good for our society. And <laughs> A man's man, Prince. I feel like there was a direct attack towards me. <laughs> and you? <laughs> to both of us. <laughs> what? No, I'm just joking. No. I mean, but, it's funny. Yeah. No, you know what? Uh, Matt Brown is, you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Sean Pearson. Like, he scares me. Like, yes. that that Sean Pearson vibe. Yeah. like, But, I mean, he's talking about, like, the way society is. And that's yeah. why I also find it so funny that the world has come out on the side of Masvidal and on the side of Will Smith to go, yeah, that's cool. Dude spoke trash about you, about your family, about whatever. Yeah, go in and assault him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-mm, man, I don't know. Like, so, okay, so, so you, okay, so what Matt Brown says, so like... It, it, well, so he's just saying society is wussy, society. right? Like everybody's like a baby and whatever. But yet, as wussy as society is, which I, which if you agree with, I kind of do. But then on the flip side, I'm so surprised that people are okay with supporting these people, assaulting people mm-hmm. for words, right? Like, yeah, I, you know what? Um, or maybe what Matt? Okay, yeah, okay. I understand what Matt. I was thinking maybe from a different angle. Maybe Matt was saying like people are like so sensitive that they can't take a joke yeah okay yeah sure let's play it that way yeah that's right too like yeah you can't take a joke similar to what rogan says like hey man it's just a joke and now you're you're so whatever now you gotta get up and and, uh, assault the guy yeah Yeah. that oh shit that's better i should edit this podcast so that's the angle we go yeah like that's kind of it right like these people now you you can't even say anything but yet you have the gall to get up and just like uh, like slap the guy in the face or punch him in the sucker punch him while he's at a restaurant like and, and for these people saying that this is okay, similar to the Kane podcast that we talked about with Dan, with said Daniel Martinez, if you have not watched that podcast, go watch that immediately. Turn this one off. This one's terrible. Mm-hmm. Go turn on the Daniel Martinez one. Like, you, you can't do that. Like, you can't take things into your own hands and just go off and, and, and commit violence right like yeah that's it like you know uh, when, when when you're when you're at, at school or something and somebody calls you a name and it's like you go on a temper tantrum right and like yeah you know, and people think this is okay and people are like oh yeah that's okay ben yeah. Askren. yeah if i can't live in a country where i can't shoot someone in the face yeah. <laughs> like what this is not an option people i don't know it's crazy man society is a mess we're yeah. doomed uh yeah. you know it's, Any minute, it's, yeah. it's, it's hard just because I mean, again, you have people that you know, people that look at Will as a role model, as a person who's got you know, has done stuff, you know, crazy, right? And then pull this off, they're like, wow, so it is okay to do this stuff. Everybody thinks it's real, right? Like, a lot of people think it's real, but I do know quite a few people that think it's fake. But I, I would say the majority of people seem to be thinking this is real, and they go, well, of course, blah blah. I'm going to show you something that happened in 
I want to say the seventies. Yeah. I don't know when this is it seventies. Do you know? Yeah. I, I, no, it's but I, it feels like it. I mean, by the look of it, very famous on David Letterman. This is Jerry, the King Lawler. You yeah. know him from WWF WWE. He was in a feud with a comedian and actor who was on the uh, taxi called Andy Kaufman. Yep. Check out this. That was a short clip of Jerry the King Lawler slapping the taste out of the mouth of Andy Kaufman. They were in a uh, much publicized war, like argument. Mm -hmm. And they go on David Letterman. You can watch the whole segment I did uh, yesterday. They get into an argument on, on the set and Jerry Lawler gets up and slaps him in the face to the point where he falls off the chair, like wails on him. Do you know they took that to their grave? Andy Kaufman has passed away. Yeah. It didn't come out until 10 years after Andy Kaufman passed away that that was fake. They held that that was real for decades. Wow. So people thinking like, oh, if this was if this was fake, Chris Rock would come out now and they would joke about it and blah, blah. No, this is one of those things that will go down forever and no one will ever know the story. Wow, I, it's 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 in that category. I think so, man. Because if because I agree, if they wanted to say it was fake, they would have done it now. But I don't think that's real at all. So then, my only thing is that no, they're gonna just hold on to the story forever to be a thing. Wow. Okay. So then, you know what? If, if you guys haven't seen Man on the Moon with Jim, Jim Carrey, right? Plays, that's the character. Yeah. Yeah. So guys, just watch it so you get a little bit of a context of that video. Um, but did you hear what Jim, Jim Carrey said? No, no. What did he say? Oh, he said that if it was him and he got, if he got slapped, he would have sued, uh, Will Smith for 600 million because that video would be online forever. Mm -hmm. And he was saying that the people in the Oscars were spineless because they gave him a standing ovation during his, uh, a victory speech for his role. In See, but again, okay. But again, the yeah, but again, that's why it has to be fake. And I'm not saying everybody would be in on it, but you don't know what people know. It's just too crazy. Anyways. Okay, so you, guys, you know what? Anyone who's watching this right now, Fight Inside Podcast, listeners, viewers, we call it as fake. And when Yeah, 100% it's fake. And, you know, maybe about 10 years after we're dead, it's going to come out that it's fake. So, you know, just let our children know that we were right so that they can say, told you so. But yeah, yes, no, man. No. Prince, uh, yeah, there really wasn't that much fight news to talk about today. So we wanted to have Sharisa on. I can't believe you got the name wrong. Sharisa. Uh, Sharisa on. Amazing. We're so happy to have her. So thank you, Sharisa, for coming on. Prince, um, what else do we have to say? Anything else? We're good, yeah, right? Everybody knows guys, to follow us. Yeah, again, don't forget to follow us, subscribe on YouTube. Um, follow us on Instagram, um, listen to us on Spotify, and follow us on Twitter and TikTok as well. So the meme game is strong. The video reels are, are strong. The verbal fighting is on. I'm going to get back to it right now. Prince, uh, have a good one, buddy. We had a great time with Sharisa talking about the Oscars, talking about Matt Brown calling society a bunch of wimps. We brought in Commander Brown. Oh, that's what I want to say very quickly. People are still 
being rude to Commander Brown. That I, I that's how I also wanted to tie it in. Man, people are still rude to him. I'm still defending him uh, online with people that are just being blatantly rude. I can't believe it. People are just so stupid. Yeah, Matt Brown, I'm with you. Society's horrible. Yeah, brutal. And guys, in, in, in TikTok as well, too, like you should see uh, these guys. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Oh, brutal. The worst. the worst. Prince, next week, again, Grant Neal, Bellator. There's going to be an amazing UFC card in two weeks. So yep. we will talk about all that whole lot more. Subscribe to us. There's going to be some videos around here. You can click on those things. Prince, goodbye, my friend. Take See care you next my week. Friend. Fight Insight Podcast. We'll be there.